Are you offering your clients the experience they really want? Or are you offering them what you think they want? Join hosts Laura Gregg and David Partain from FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds as they talk with a variety of industry experts and advisors, just like you, about their latest industry research to help you develop the flexible mindset you need to rise above the crowd. COVID-19 is forcing us to change the way we go about our daily lives and conduct business. We must be flexible. I'm Patrice Sikora, and in this special episode of the Flexible Advisor podcast, Laura Gregg and David Partain of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds talk about the pandemic's impact. Laura, David? Hello, and welcome to the Flexible Advisor podcast. Um, this is uh, this podcast series is new to us, and we had originally planned to kick it off. Um, it's a practice management podcast, and we wanted to kick it off with some of our advisor and investor research. But then this pandemic and market downturn happened. So we still think we've got best practices to share. And uh, today we're going to share a few of our thoughts around what you might be able to do during this critical time to help you come out uh, the other end in a position poised for continued growth. Our hope is, you, as you know, Laura, every, I don't know, year there's a new term for, of the year. And it also, in this business, we use a lot of acronyms. And I think every day a new term seems to be coming forward. And we talk about a new term that I had never heard, but now that I understand it, it's a term called social distancing, which I know in high school, after I broke up with a girlfriend, that was something I did, <laughs> but I had never used the term before and didn't know it. And I wish I had actually back then. <laughs> that term, social distancing, shelter in place, separate and rotate. And in our case here at Northern Trust, segregate and rotate. Can yeah. you explain that to them? <laughs> As a firm, at least right now, all of our teams uh, are, have been cut in half to A and B teams. And so this week, the A team is coming into the office. The next week, the A team will be working from home and the B team will come into the office. I think, quite frankly, this could change too as things grow and migrate and change by the hour. But um, anyhow, with you know all these terms... We really are learning from this ways that we might move forward that maybe none of us expected. Specifically, you know, now more than ever, our digital presence has to be robust. I am going to be able to weave in some of our investor research and advisor research, but we recently did a, a survey of both advisors and investors and advisors, we talked to them about growing their teams and whether they were looking to find diverse candidates, whether it be gender, by age, by race, whatever. And um, we also interviewed investors and they told us what they looked for from their advisory firms. But in that, in that research, the advisory firms listed uh, probably 10 strategic initiatives. Diversity fell pretty low on the list of strategic initiatives although we were um, pleased to see that it, it made that. But the number one strategic initiative, and this all happened before uh, the state that we're in right now, was a technology innovation and creating a digital practice. Yeah, I know, Laura, as a manager here, 
that's been one of my biggest concerns with my team is making sure they can do the bare minimum. If you're going to ask them to work from home or work remote, you have to be able to allow them to technologically get into the office. And it's the same thing with your investors. If you're going to tell them to have patience, you have to technologically be able to get them into the market and into you to communicate everything that's going on. And with the study, it was interesting. It's not surprising given that the advisors nowadays feel like robo is coming after them, but it is something that can uh, be really driven home during this crisis. So many people are now working from home, small advisory firms that never thought they would want their teams to work remotely or working remotely. Uh, And I really believe that compassion and culture is really revealed during times of crises. And I hope that you're using this to enhance your firm's culture and, and not diminish it. I want to give you a tale of two workplaces that I think will really highlight how compassion can be used as you talk with your remote uh, work staff. I'm fortunate enough to work for a company that truly values their employees and for a manager, thank you, David, (laughs) that values his team. And I've had the the good fortune of having a flexible work schedule uh, in in location and, and time for many, many years. I've actually had this for almost 20 years now. I understand how to work from home. I understand how to work from the road. But Northern Trust has always embraced that, or at least in the 12 years that I've been here. Um, There's somebody very near and dear to me that works for another sales-focused organization where they don't believe in remote working. And so as I was thinking about what I was going to say today, I was thinking about what he's going through, the almost military-like focus that his company and managers are having. You need to be dressed for our 7.30 remote call. We're checking on you all day long. You better not slack off. We'll know if you're slacking off. We're going to check in on you unannounced throughout the day. (laughs) That was going through my mind. And at the same time, I got another email from Northern Trust Corporate telling us how concerned they were about us offering options for those of us who do need to come into the office, whether that's subsidizing our parking or, or other things. And the, the point I'm trying to make is I feel indebted to my organization, not that I wouldn't do a good job otherwise, but how they're treating me as a human during this very difficult time versus how that other person is being treated right now really makes me appreciate my firm. Yeah, it all all comes down to trust. I mean, as a manager myself, it is trusting your people. And then your manager, my manager has to trust me too, to continue to guide my team and get work done. And that is something that is made possible because of technology. And I was thinking, I was talking to the, um, some of our sales team that's here, you know, one week on, one week remote, and they can basically pick up their phone, not literally, but basically take their phone with them so that the 888 number, toll-free number comes directly to them at home. And they don't have to um, worry about 
whether they're in the office or not. In fact, technology-wise allows management to subtly keep track of the calls that come in and the, not, and the number. And that just lets them know, okay, everything is going smoothly and they can react to any, anything that's gone wrong. If the 888 number goes down, if any of our systems go down. And so I know dealing with the executive team here, the biggest concern was, is anybody having issues working remote? That was the number one concern because again, as I go back to, if you're going to ask people to work from home, you've got to allow them to have the technology to work from home but then you have to trust them that they will work. Yeah, and I think getting through this crisis, there there always is our silver linings. And and going through this, it's, it's certainly going to reveal for large corporations and small businesses where the digital outages are. And we encourage you to be aware of this, take notes, keep track, but don't beat yourself up, especially as small business owners. You're doing the best that you can right now, today, and all we can, all of us do is to learn from this, to take notes, to understand how we're going to ramp up our digital presence in the future. And while we hope that we never see something like this again, I I think it's going to push all of us to do business in very different ways in the future. So my son and his wife, Uh, yesterday began working from home or this week began working from home and they sent out a family text that said, yes, it's tough, but we've come up with an imaginary person named Cheryl who leaves coffee cups around, who makes the mess in the office, quote unquote, apartment space. And so we were all um, very much uh, (laughs) laughing at them for whoever Cheryl quote unquote is. So <laughs> my poor son, it's always Robbie. Robbie's <laughs> always guilty even when he's far away. This is a time of learning and identifying what we can do to become better. And you know, obviously um, our CRM is a great starting point. We need to be always diligent in recording everything in there to help with line of sight. But there are other digital tools and and uh, David uh, rolled one out uh, to our team uh, just a couple months ago. And, and at first, we were all kind of resistant. And fortunately, we got on board. And two weeks later, this happened. But it's a, you know, David, just maybe a project, you can tell about Just it. a project management tool, that an online project management tool that allows us to see what everybody else is working on. Not, not for me, necessarily, but to let everyone interact with everyone else's projects if they can. and Which is um, going to be critical if oh, any yeah. of us get sick. Well, not just sick, but if you take vacation during this time, and if you're not seeing each other face-to-face, that is a huge benefit to know what's going on. As you're identifying where you need to improve on the digital front, you know, come together with your team during this and after this to prioritize Rome wasn't built in the day, and you won't be able to take your digital practice from zero to 60 the month things kind of come back together. So work on co-creating with your team. Bring them in. Help your team test drive the ideas that you have. Support a collaborative environment and make everybody a stakeholder. I think making everybody a stakeholder tells them that you trust them 
that you appreciate them. And ownership is important. It's important, especially for your younger employees. But, you know, I would say that goes, you know, for everybody in your firm. Think about that as you're identifying what's next on the digital landscape and ask for ideas. Yeah. And if you've been around this business long enough, you've seen enough of these unprecedented market moves. This one seems a little unique, but they all did at the time. 9-11, going back to the 1980s, even 2000, they were all unprecedented. And uh, I sent out an email to the team just saying, look, we, we will get through this. It is, um, this has happened before. It is not a, a great time, obviously. And just admitting and being yourself will go a long way towards helping your team realize it's okay. Just recognize that you're the leader of your business and that they're looking to you. It was a cool experience for me to get back comments from that email saying, wow, this is, this is great. I'm going to hold on to this because it's a, it's a hard time. You just um, have to mention it. But I will say my wife received a text last night from a young mom who is now basically homeschooling her young children. And she's, she wrote, yes, Two students today were suspended for fighting, and one teacher was put on administrative leave for drinking on the job. <laughs> I saw that floating around Facebook <laughs> oh, last night. Okay. <laughs> but we, we, we wish you the best through this difficult time. We urge you to lead with compassion and gratitude, understanding that as well as your business, all of your employees are struggling and, you know, I'm sure you already are, but reach out to your clients, talk to them more about their investment portfolio, make sure you understand how they're feeling personally about what's going on and where you can be of assistance. Please, please be of assistance. I think this is really going to be a test for consumers, investors, and their advisors on how they connect and how deeply they connect. And, and those connections will be what brings you through to the other side. You know, I will just sign off with FlexShares wishes you and your loved ones and your teammates good health and the perseverance to come through this on the other side stronger. And we will be airing more of these episodes. It's my hope that I will be able to connect with advisors that we work with and and share ideas for what they're doing, what's working, what's not working as well as they would like. And, and hopefully that will be additive to you as you navigate these difficult times. Great. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for joining us. And thank you both, Laura Gregg and David Partain of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds. Again, this is a special episode of the Flexible Advisor podcast. To subscribe, use the subscribe button on this page. You can also share with friends and colleagues by using the share button. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Flexible Advisor Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds or Northern Trust. All investments involve risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider the FlexShares investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. This and other information is in the prospectus and a summary prospectus, copies of which may be obtained by visiting www. 
flexshares.com. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Foresight Fund Services, LLC Distributor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Although we attempt to keep the information complete and current, we do not warrant that the content herein is accurate, complete, or current. We make no commitment to update the content herein. It is your responsibility to verify any information before relying on it. The content of this podcast may include technical inaccuracies. We may make changes in the products and or services described herein at any time. We provide you this information with the understanding that we are not rendering accounting, legal, or tax advice. Please consult your legal or tax advisor concerning such matters.